the broken glass reminds me of home Brings up all the memories of long ago Guess what's coming back today I know you said that it's okay uh, No, we were writing grips, right? Oh Welcome back to the podcast, drones. Um, I'm not supposed to be introducing. I already fucked up, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to my closet, and I'll be back in a minute. You're banished. You're fucking banished. It's already started, you guys. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello, drones. Welcome to the Midnight Special Podcast. He's already fucked me over, but you know what? It's okay. We still like him anyway. Uh, my name is Parrot. Shut up while I introduce us. <laughs> My name's Paradox, you guys, and I'm here with co-host... Mastermind. I thought he was going to take forever like I normally do to answer that question, but yes, he was on That would have been a anyway. great idea. That would have been a great great way to troll. Great way to troll. I would have felt... I'm glad he forgot, so now I don't feel so... I, like, I, I still feel bad, but... Why are you like, red? Are you nervous? I'm fucking nervous. I'm not used to introducing... We've done like why 30 episodes that nobody's watched. Why are you nervous? <laughs> Because I'm the one introducing us. I normally don't do this. This is new for me. Okay, okay. It makes me nervous. But he was telling us a story, you guys. And to be honest, Mastermind trolls the fuck out of people. Because he was telling me how he was calling his sister <laughs> Robin the whole day. He's Robin. just like, so and so and so and so. Robin, can you give me a glass of water? What the fuck? <laughs> Robin. <laughs> Ain't that about some shit? <laughs> What was I saying? Oh, I was telling a story. Oh, is that the end of your intro? Yes, because we got to We got to I did introductions. Four out of ten story. would not bang. You can what? do better. You interrupted me. That's a you problem, not okay, a me okay, problem. Okay, okay, here's your shot. Go. What's up, drones? Welcome to the Midnight Special Podcast. My name's Paradox, and I'm with our co-host. Mastermind. What's up, you guys? We're back for a new episode of the podcast. I'm not going to tell you about the movie just yet because I'm super, super, super excited about it. But we were in the middle of a story by Mastermind, and I'm really curious to see how this fucking went. Oh, okay, yeah. So uh, we were writing a web series called Grips. Don't look it up on YouTube. Yeah, so we were writing a web series called Grips, and I think we came up with some, like, a funny story where I would get in, like, a Batman costume, <laughs> and I would just, like, jump off buildings and jump <laughs> but i would I'm fall because i couldn't make it <laughs> I have and that's it that's like the whole thing like i'm just trying to stop somebody. that's the whole story <laughs> but, but i need to jump off a building and jump to the other side but i can't make it that's it that was the whole thing bro you'd be a horrible fucking batman i'm just being honest no. no i'll be all right they do have black <laughs> by the way if you guys haven't known yet huh yeah yeah what yeah. Where have I been at? I don't know. It's wherever world that you go off into. Yeah. Oh, introducing the song, you guys. I totally forgot. We have Guns Are Loaded by Darren Malakian. He sounds like, his name sounds like it's from another world. His name is Darren Malakian and Scars on Broadway. But check it out. It sounds pretty freaking epic. Now we're going to roll into our segment Oh. Ooh. Okay, we're gonna talk about my what to watch segment because okay, 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 okay. Mastermind 
he's been really busy this week, you guys. So we gotta yes. cut him some slack. Thank you. The what to watch is like he he needs his nappy naps. Like he's been working a lot, a lot. So and me, I've been in school and watching too much shit. Oh my gosh. But we're gonna talk about the what to watch segment. And okay, so me being the late person that I am, just recently I realized that. Well, actually, just recently, they put the full season of Rick and Morty, like the full fifth season, onto HBO Max. So definitely go and check it out. I watched the first episode last night, and I about peed my pants laughing so hard. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> the first episode of season five is literally like, they reel you in. I don't know how they do it, but every season, they just, like, first episode, they manage to just slap you in the face and reel you in. And this episode was with a lot of just dick flock like random fish guy that's just like hip pelvic thrust and i'm like but why <laughs> and literally that's the first episode of season five of freaking morty <laughs> so oh. oh like i left and came back and then all i heard was dicks i was like <laughs> what mastermind looked very confused you guys i'm not even lying uh I, I'm, I'm i'm liking season five of rick and morty what episode are you on though I've I've watched all of them for season five. Yeah, Seriously? you late. I'm telling you, you was late. <laughs> but okay, I already said I was late. I knew I was late, but what? I didn't know they had season five on there like at all. I mean, I watched I watched season five when it wasn't on HBO Max. So. Oh okay okay. Yeah. I. Nah, I just literally, I've been, because I know I kept going back to it, and I was like, okay, then I'll just watch one, two, three, and four, and I just kept repeatedly watching <laughs> four seasons of Rick and Morty. No, there was a fifth finally... one, there was a fifth one. What episode are you on? I'm on the second episode now, the oh, fifth Oh, wait, wait till you get to the uh, the sperm episode. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I just got hit with a lot of dicks <laughs> last night. I'm sorry, that sounded very wrong. It was... <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> the show was just throwing a lot of pelvic thrusts at me last night, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" What was his name? Nimbus. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nimbus. <laughs> He's my nemesis, Nimbus, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on here?" But yes, that is our what to watch segment. Definitely go and check it out because they're on the second lot. half now. They're on the second half, so I think it's season every five? Sunday. Yeah. Oh damn! I didn't even know they had a state. Where, where the fuck have I been at? Yeah, they do a first half and then they take a break and then they do a second half. Oh, how many? So how many episodes are there all together? Do you know? Um, like I think they do the like half. I think there's like eight, eight or nine maybe. Okay. Something like that. Well, that's what I'm gonna watch after I get off of here, and after I study because I have a Greek theater test tomorrow. Oh gosh. Um. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Wow. So exciting. <laughs> I'm not excited about that, it. That did not drain all the energy out of the room at all. Tests make Great. me nervous. School. <laughs> yeah, school. Okay, now you guys, they have... Okay, we're going to have a game segment, and I'm super excited to talk about this game because it looks really awesome, like being honest. Tiny here, Tina's Wonderland? Really... Tiny Tina. This nigga is so ready for this game. Tiny oh Tina. <laughs> okay, that game does look epic as fuck. Yes, though, it like, does. <laughs> it looks really fucking cool. Tiny like, Tina. You... <laughs> it's Tiny Tina. But it's a bunch of pink. Like, the cover literally has a whole bunch of pink. So you already know I'm and? here. And? Oh, well, yeah, true. This nigga. <laughs> I mean, since I'm a <clears throat> man, 
Um, y- you think I wouldn't play Tiny Tina's Wonderland? Sheesh. What? Excuse me. What? I just, Sorry. I just felt like saying sheesh. I am so pumped for Tiny Tina's Wonderland. He's like, super ready. My for pre-order this. is already in. Do you got yours? No, I didn't even know you pre-ordered it already. My pre-order is already in. I haven't yet, but the money's set aside. I'm saving myself for her. God damn. I didn't even fucking know. No, which one are you getting, though? Because, bruh, like, one of them bitches is $60, one of them bitches is $70, and one is $90. And I'm just like... I'm going to get the one for 70 because they'll probably have some, some DLC, like, probably like a month or two later. And then it might be a little period where they release some more. Kind of like Borderlands. I got you. So I think I think you get to seventy, then you'll be able to pay anything else that comes out. You'll just be able to that's the we still haven't got bucket. all the shit for uh, Borderlands three. Like there's so many. We so show much. we're still fucking. <laughs> we just need to go ahead and finish the game. <laughs> we really fucking do, but goddamn, that is a long ass fucking game. God <laughs> damn, like Tiny that Tina's game Wonderland. Fuck. I'm super excited about it because like the cover art has a dragon on it. Correct? Am I correct? <laughs> yeah. Like okay, that. yeah, I'm ready. I, I want to see dragons and shit. Like, <laughs> the closest you get to, like, in Borderlands is the wyver- wyverns. Are they are they called waverns or wyverns? You talking about the little to fly thingies? Yeah, they look, like, they look like pterodactyl. Normally like, they just go... They're called, like, flax or something. Yeah. Raps or something like that. Ra- I always racks. call them... It's called racks. Rack. They're, they're called racks. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I want to see a dragon, goddamn. <laughs> I want a goddamn dragon. <laughs> Guys, you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna watch that live stream because it's going to be we're gonna call it the High Adventures in Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Okay. What the fuck? Wink, wink. Nah, not. Nah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> all right, so you gotta you guys gonna wanna tune you wanna tune in for that one. All right. Tune in for that I feel like this whole game is just going to escalate quickly, to be honest. Like, I'm not... It's Tiny Tina, so it's going to start at zero and literally just hop at over 9,000 in the span of, like, 0.01 seconds. Oh, there's so many... There's so much laughter that's going to go on in that fucking game. <laughs> like, I feel like it is. <laughs> like, what, remember we were playing uh, World War Z? I know we're going off tangent here, but you know we were playing World War Z? <laughs> yes. And how you sons of bitches left me and the other dude just to die? I thought you, okay, I thought, okay, you guys, he's totally, totally exaggerating. No, 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 stop. First of all, stop. Nobody believes you. Second of all, I literally, there's like, if you guys haven't played World War Z, there's like hordes of zombies that come after you. Hordes. Hordes of zombies that come after you. Shut the big wagon in the background. Okay. And these two (laughs) jackasses were sitting... (laughs) In a corner, just looking at us up top. They're just safe. They're safe. They're cool. They're looking at us up top, <laughs> taking out hordes of zombies. I'm trying to get there, and the zombies are literally converging in my path. And I'm it's asking for help. And these two monkey ass jackasses up there <laughs> was just looking. I am offended. It's called cover fire for one. Number two, Window I legit fire thought. Coming. Bruh. One no fire or something. I literally you, killed all okay, those zombies. You guys. Actually, it wasn't even me and another player. It was me and the bot. That's bot. Right. A bot. That's the sad the part. It was him and the fucking bot. But you guys, don't listen to Mastermind. He's totally exaggerating. I thought uh-huh. he was in front of yeah. us. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, cover uh-huh. fire because 
Then I understood, okay, he was behind <clears throat> us the whole fucking time. Me, I'm sitting off. It's uh-huh. hordes of zombies. Yeah. Hordes. When I say hordes, I mean like these motherfuckers just spilling over the goddamn rim. Uh-huh. Like, I'm trying to sit here and as much as I can. And he's just like, where the fuck y'all at? I'm like, you're in you, front of us. What do you mean? Wait, what were you covering me with? Air and imagination? Because <laughs> I damn sure didn't see not one bullet fly down from your path. We'll talk about it. We'll get it straight. I'm dying, okay. you guys. Cool. We'll get it he put me on front like that. I thought we were cool with that. We gonna watch the okay. film. We gonna watch the film. <laughs> we gonna get it straight. Get it straight. I gotta go football. We gonna have to go now. back and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna have to go back and watch this. Cause I plead the fifth as of right now. We're gonna go back and watch this. The game that I want to talk about, though, <laughs> I'm super, super, super excited about because you guys know what month it is. It's Black History Month, whoop whoop. So I just figured out recently, and I'm probably late to the game, but there is a game called Forspoken. Forspoken, and it's by Square Enix. Hey, we love Square Enix, let's be honest here. I love Square Enix. They made Kingdom Hearts. They made Final Final freaking Fantasy. Tomb Raider. Obviously, I love Square Enix. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, Tomb Raider, because he likes Tomb Raider. Yep. Square Enix be busting on them games. They don't need to make another Tomb Raider, too. <laughs> Come on, what another Tomb Raider? He's stuck on these Tomb Raiders. Is it Square Enix or is it Crystal Dynamics? Or are they the same thing? Oh, let's look that up. I don't know, to be honest. Um, let's we'll be, see. We'll be right back while we consort Google. <laughs> there used to be a sound cue here. It really does. It should definitely, <laughs> definitely. Okay, the developers were Crystal Dynamics and the publishers were Square Enix. Yeah, I did. <clears throat> yeah, Anyways. so technically Square Enix, they, um, they still have playing it. I need but, another Tomb Raider game. <laughs> He's like, I need another motherfucking Tomb Raider. Or another Batman um, game. Batman game. How long has it been since they've had a Batman game? Random question. A good one? Uh, a good one. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I like the mysteries. Uh, is it like a puzzle game or is it like... Sometimes, yeah. When you're dealing with... You gotta deal with all the different villains in Junk. So, you know, a Riddler, you know, got some puzzles, got some stuff, riddles and stuff for you to solve. You gotta do that. It was more like side quests. You got the main stuff and then you still got all you still got to figure some stuff out. Beat up people along the way. Batman. Batman. <laughs> I mean, what more can I say? Batman. It's Batman. <laughs> Robin. <laughs> Bat- Robin. <laughs> I can't. Just well, like whenever I needed something, I would just be like Robin. <laughs> like I'm fucking dying because like that seems so assholeish because it's like literally middle of just every set. It's like Robin. First, that that's one thing that we get annoying. It's just Robin. But then second of all, it's like. Do you perceive me as a motherfucking sidekick? <laughs> That'll be the only thing in my head all day. Like, am I a sidekick? Hey. That's it. <laughs> so, the reason why this game... Anyway, we always yeah. get off on these tangents. I blame you. This, ga- this game is so important because... <laughs> ADHD. This game is so important because it is February and I just kind of had that realization and I want to sit here and promote it in February because it's coming out May 24th and your main protagonist, protagonist, Buck, is actually a black girl. So I, you don't see that much in video games. I think the only other game that I actually know who had a black protagonist was Assassin's Creed. Am I correct? Liberation? You're not wrong, no. I think no, literally that's no, the... no, no. I mean, you're not wrong, um, but um, what other game? Well, I guess you could play as the character. Well, they're releasing Spider-Man Two, who's got Miles Morales. In Miles it. Morales. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. And then there's. Um, let me get back to you on that one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like there have been other games, but I mean like well-known games that have black protagonists. We definitely need more of those. Black or colored? That is racist. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get us canceled. God damn it, Kevin. Because Far Cry Cry has, I think they're Hispanic. It's like in Colombia or something. Okay, I do get that. And Giancarlo Esposito. I don't know if he's like, I don't know if he's um, Hispanic or like mixed. I think he's like mixed, but. But he, technically if they are mixed <clears throat> i'd still consider them black he wasn't a protagonist the but he was the antagonist <laughs> but you know we're not gonna focus on that then we're not gonna focus on that but i mean video games with actual black protagonists we don't have a lot of those the only ones that we can really think of are obviously assassin's creed liberation and obviously Man. miles morales <laughs> I'm done with this I'm nigga. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I'm done. I'm, I'm done with this nigga. <laughs> but we... <laughs> we definitely need more games. And this game needs all the attention. And hey, as I said, it's made by Square Enix. It's got big ass dragons. The fight style, take Final Fantasy and add like some awesome ass fucking mechanics. Mm-hmm. And like the game's graphics look fucking gorgeous. And from what I saw during the trailer, it looks like it has a really good backstory. Like backstory looks hella interesting. Graphics look good now on your connection. Sorry. 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 My bad. Sorry. Sorry. You can the next time I see him, you guys, <laughs> I'm fucking him up. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I'm fucking him up. Literally, we played a game a few days ago. That's what the fuck was we playing? Honor. We were playing For Honor. Two what? games of Breach. Two. Two, you guys. <laughs> Dose. Duh. <laughs> I'm sitting here playing these. Er. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here playing these games. And literally, connection goes out. I'm and we're winning. You, I'm, we over winning. Here, I'm over here saying, have at thee. And then asking for backup. And then she's gone. Because I'm like, hold up. thou art not the fuck in that game. <laughs> yeah, thou art disconnected. <laughs> like, literally. And I'm just like, God dang. Because I was sitting here looking forward to, like, I okay, you guys, I have never played For Honor. It took me at least a good maybe 30, 45 minutes just to get through the goddamn tutorial. I'm not lying to you guys. She almost quit this is not the tutorial. Like, you almost I almost. You almost I did. Quit. Like, during the tutorial, you guys. During the no. goddamn tutorial. Mastermind is laughing at me. I'm not even laughing. I feel judged. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself because I can't do anything else. It was bad, you guys. I I raged fucking hard. That shit is... Co- and I didn't even know you didn't. I thought you had to be constantly locked onto something to fucking fight it. I did not no. know that you could literally let go of the lock button. Yeah. I didn't fucking know that. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> he looked at me like, duh, that. bitch. I, <laughs> I mean, I thought everybody knew that. Huh? No, I didn't. Fuck, man. I'm That's sorry. I'm having a moment. <laughs> they did not you say you... They literally, all they said was, to lock on the target, pressure left trigger. So I'm just holding the... Le- they didn't say if you let go, you could still fucking fight. <laughs> I, you know, I would have thought it... Never mind. I feel judged, you guys, and I'm trying to not cuss Look, out. Look, all you need to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm really pushing my buttons here. All you need to do is get you a stable connection. That's all you need. I be trying. I be trying, and I'm. I'm oh yeah, guys, you guys. Sorry, sorry. Post message. No, damn. Post Alert. Message. No, damn. 
like a um, public message, public announcement. Guys, all right. Glad I worked PSA? through that. Glad I worked through that. I'm glad I worked through that. Give myself a pat on the back. Um, guys. Threats? If you have internet, keep constantly checking the prices of your internet. Because sometimes they change the prices depending on what season it is. So you might buy it at one price this season, but you might qualify for another price that might give you faster speeds and such for the next season. So keep checking on your internet because they do that a lot. So you don't keep paying like high ass prices. Like I, like I went and redid my internet and it's like $15 cheaper, but I'm getting like double amount of speed because like, they just change their prices every season. So, most people are overpaying for their internet they're, that they're getting. Jesus. Thank you for telling me that, because I did not know. I almost had one of my spells, but I decided to calm down. Like, literally, How much you paying for you internet? Didn't... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at all. Oh, I think that's the first still. <laughs> how much you're paying for internet. Damn, they getting over on you. I know they getting over on you. They, 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 you just walked in there. It's like I need internet. It's gonna be seventy dollars. You're just like, all right. Like, what speed you getting? <laughs> We're gonna figure that out. I need you to check We're on internet. I need you to do that tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to. I'll do it tomorrow. So y'all, so you, you know, y'all not overpaying for internet and chill. I definitely need to check that out because I'm mad. I li- I'm dead serious. I almost had a moment and I was like, I did not fucking know that. Like, I knew prices fluctuated, but like, fuck, man. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Back on topic, Black History Month. It is February. You guys. So I work at, I'm not going to say where I work at because that'd be kind of <laughs> creepy. <laughs> I was going to say cut, where I work at. Cut that out. Like, no. Cut that part out. <laughs> Cut that part out. Birds. I, I am. Birds. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> anyway, I work at a place, and the place that I work at, we got some quarters in. Quarters? 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 Quart- quarters? quarters? We got some, qu- we quarters. Got some quarters in. Quarters. Qu- not, we got not some quarters. quarters. It's not quarters. We got some, we got some right. quarters in. Got some quarters in. Quarters. We got some quarters it's one of those words. We got Say some cow. of those in them. Cow. <laughs> That's it. That's all I wanted. I'm taking voice and diction right now, you guys. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> we got quarters in. I think I said it right at the time. Fuck. That took a lot of energy. Um, We got those in. Those 25 cent coins. Let's just call them that. Anyway, we got some of those in. And we got new rolls in. And I was looking in the register. And I was like, damn, these are some shiny ass... 25 cent coins and as i'm sitting there <laughs> as i'm sitting there looking at them i was like shit fam like who is it i looked at like i only saw the front and i don't know who's on the front of the fucking who's on the front of a quarter yes who's on the front of it <laughs> i'll be paying attention i guess to it's fine like if you don't know it's black history month george washington <laughs> Okay, we don't give a fuck about that. Okay, now, back to the actual but important who's part. who's on the dime? I don't know. Damn, I fucked you up with that one. I fucked you up with that one. I don't, I don't know, know none of them. <laughs> I don't know ahead, none of them. Go ahead, go ahead. You know the penny. Literally. Lincoln. Nickel. Nope, don't know. Damn. Nope, I only know the penny. That's so sad. That's how much my brain is worth, you guys. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> Throw shade at myself. The movie we gotta talk about is already emo enough. You don't have to. That is very. That's why I loved it so much. Probably. Probably. We need to get to the movie, by the way. We get got on with to this the... damn quarter. <laughs> I literally turned it over and looked on the back, in all of its gloriousness. It was Maya Angelou. I was like, ooh, Whoa. ooh, it like was a, gorgeous. We need like I an was air so horn. Happy. We need the air horn right here. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. <laughs> it was gorgeous, you guys. I was so happy. I was like, finally, and it's. I found it funny that literally I found this shit like beginning of fucking February, and the quarter. I said it right, did I? Anyway, it said that it, it has 2022 on the front of it. So literally, I'm wondering like. Did they just make these because there was a shortage or was this kind of premeditated? But it's funny that it's coming out at the beginning of February. So I'm just sitting here like y'all was trying to say something. I'm not going to really say what I wanted to say because um, it may be offensive and we might. <laughs> might get canceled. Anyways, <laughs> fuck it. I'll say it. Wow. Very, very convenient timing for y'all to release the one quarter with the black person on it. You're going to release it during Black History Month. That's cool. It's cool. Like they, they literally and we're gonna waited. accept they, it. Why did they release it in June? Juneteenth, goddamn. Oh wait, they don't. Re- they don't recognize that. Never mind. Okay, literally, I thought that was fucking hilarious because I'm just like, yeah, y'all wanted to wait until motherfucking February to sit here and be like, hey, y'all black people, go y'all motherfucking quarters. Finally, y'all get something. And it's like, okay, tell us how you really feel. That hurts my soul. But here, thank, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. Like you could have, you could have put her on. You hell, y'all could have made a two hundred dollar bill and just made it make sense and just put her on that. I don't fucking know. But hey, you know what? It's something. <laughs> Damn, that'd been cool if they made a two hundred dollar bill. Now I would have accepted that. Bruh, I would have been happy as shit. I mean, we used to have $2 bills. Y'all can make a motherfucking $200 bill. Mm, interesting. That would have been cool as shit. Anyway, to the subject at hand. Black History Month. It was pretty fucking epic that they actually made this quarter. Quarter, quarter. It was nice. It was super pretty and shiny, too. They're brand new. So, oh, my gosh. Like, opening nice rolls quarter. of them. Huh? It is a nice quarter. Sorry. It really is. Like, literally unwrapping them bitches, I'd be happy to give them out. I'm not even lying. I'd be sitting here smiling as I'm handing out these shiny-ass Maya Angelou fucking quarters. <laughs> I'd be happy as fuck. <laughs> so, that was my rant about quarters. Every time you pass one on, here, here goes your black excellence, ma'am. <laughs> Here's your black excellence. <laughs> 75 cents. Yeah, we don't care about the other coins. 75 <laughs> cents. You have a nice day. Like, literally, biggest smile on my If I could give you face. all quarters, I would do it. Exactly, but That's I can't you. because we motherfucking need them. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you guys, if you cop one of these, definitely at least keep one because, hey, they're fucking gorgeous. And if you collect coins, hey, at least you know it's out there so you can collect it. Oh, gosh, Lee, I'm hot as shit. Oh. Um, <laughs> It's hot. Are I don't you? know how. Oh, it's... I thought you said you were high. I was like, oh, damn. No, I don't smoke. I told anymore. you not to mix the wine and the uh, ibuprofen. I told you not to fucking do it. <laughs> At least my tooth doesn't hurt anymore. Like, that's good. Right? <laughs> then she's going to be like, I can't feel anything. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so fucking bad. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, that is actually true. When I smoke and get high, I can't feel anything. Pain does not literally, I cannot feel. Mm-mm. I think that's the I'm dead serious. I thought that was the point. 
I mean, it depends on what you're smoking, but, like, no, I can sit here and, like, nothing hurts. Like, I don't, like, ran into shit. I don't, like, drop shit on my foot. I Don't judge me. I'm a clutch sometimes when I'm hot. But anyway, yes, I don't be feeling shit. I don't, like, bump my head. I don't, oh, it's when you hit your arm on something. Bruises on my legs to prove it. I just be running into shit. Can't feel shit. She probably hit herself and be like. Ow. <laughs> that long pause. <laughs> he ain't shit, y'all. He really ain't. <laughs> he is really not shit. Not at all. So, to the movie that we're going to Yes, to the movie, about. finally. 30 minutes in. <laughs> we're going to talk about the movie. The whole thing that this episode was supposed to be about, we're going to talk about it. But that's okay. how we do on the Midnight Special Podcast. Yeah, y'all know it's going. We we have some good laughs though, and that's what matters. It's the genuine laughs, the genuine fucking laughs. Now to this movie. Okay, <laughs> I'm super excited about this movie. So I knew nothing about this goddamn movie until Mastermind was like, "Let's do it." Like he told me about the movie, blah blah blah, and I was like, "Okay." I didn't have high hopes for it. But I normally have high hopes for the movies he tells me to watch because normally they're good. So he told me to watch it and I was like, okay, let's go. So I started watching this movie and the name of it is, I'm going to give it to you. Oh, Nightmare Alley. Yeah, Nightmare Alley. So first, we're going to talk about Guillermo del Toro. We're going to let him take that away. But first, can we talk about people that like to use accents, but they really don't need to be using accents? Um, so, yeah, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I say his name correctly. And as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, it ain't going to hurt me to sit here and say his name correctly. Not proceed. Yep. Okay. Uh, actually, one of my favorite directors. Okay. It's definitely in my... Who? Uh, if not top five, top ten. Uh, directors um, he has a very unique style very Lovecraftian style but I feel like he is different right I think that his style is very dis- very distinct from Lovecraft I think there's similar things right but I feel like okay so obviously he's not like an old white guy. So he like he writes from a perspective of you know, there's these like horror elements to it. And Nightmare Alley really didn't have like it had horror, it had horror elements, but they're very human based elements. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh but I think uh what he does well is add this sense of hope in these in these stories. Cause like a like a Lovecraft story, like there's no hope. <laughs> like there's there's none. It's just like it's when you actually read the stuff that he wrote, right? Mm-hmm. It's like existential dread. But it's like it's to me it's very dry. Mm-hmm. When uh, Guillermo del Toro does his movies, they have this kind of poetry and this kind of flow to them. That's kind of hard to describe. Mm-hmm. Like. For Lovecraft Country, I just started started off by saying, 
the story of I'm sorry, not Lovecraft Country. Blah, cut that out. Um, Nightmare Alley. <laughs> Nightmare Alley. I'll start this off by saying that Nightmare Alley, the story. To me, even in the original movie, d- didn't really have a, a higher purpose. You know, it was just okay. This is a story. This is what it is, right? When I was watching Nightmare Alley, I think that's still, uh, I think that's still valid. But uh, Guillermo, he he adds this kind of poetry to it that makes it, and he adds some things to it and the way he directs it makes it important because you know the the regular story i really wouldn't care about it you know like oh you know white dude joins the circus he learns he learns some tricks where he can con people and he ends up back in the same spot right but you know the way this movie was laid out i he just told he told the story in such a way that it was very very entertaining and it was very you kind of got sucked into it a little bit um and i think he does that with all his movies and it just has like this creative flair to him the way that they look i think he did very very well i was very sucked in from the beginning like to be honest like of the movie like soon as i saw like oh that that be the opening sequence was beautifully done like it just pull it just pulls you in because it seems so mundane because all he's doing is just like work he's just a poor dude it like you see well first of all it pulls you in because at the beginning you see him just burning something mm-hmm. and you're like what the <clears throat> fuck is going on this is probably going to be very fucking dark but then after that it's just a mundane scene of like it's just a mundane scene of him just finding work and that's it. And it's just like, I feel like this is a this is gonna be a big build up to a lot of bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what he does well is make the ordinary into something extraordinary. I can I can but understand by the that. way that he does, you know, by the way that he directs and his like creative um, outlook on things, because it's just like the old movie. It's just like it's ordinary, you know. But when you watch this, it's like, dang, there's nothing supernatural going on. But you feel it has the feeling and the presence that there is. It really did. Like, literally, like, soon as I started watching it, the weird part was like, as soon as I saw the opening scene, I was like, okay, this is going to be like some ghost haunting him. This is going <laughs> to be like some, like, something like that. No. It totally kind of threw it threw me for a loop right there. But as the story went on and I kind of grasped what was going on, I was like, I feel like this is actually scarier if you want me to be honest. Like, I felt like the story was a lot scarier than actually having, like, somebody haunt you or an actually, like, supernatural thing happening. Yeah, well, it's it's dealing with... So, just give you guys a rundown of the story. <clears throat> the story is basically about this guy. Okay, Stan, Stanton, Stan, uh, handsome guy, charmer, um, won't tell you exactly what goes on at the beginning, so you guys can watch it, but he ends up joining the carnival, he learns these tricks that some of the carnies use, 
to perform mentalism. And so this is in the 1930s. And a little backstory about, I think it's like late 1930s, but it goes into 1940s, I believe. Because they, they talk about how the world is at war, but then um, they actually get, America actually gets into the war. So I think it's going from like the nineteen, the late nineteen thirties to the nineteen uh, forties. Oh yeah. Uh, but if you didn't know, back during that time, uh, people that were mystics, psychics, people that you know that could you know tell your fortune stuff like that, that was really really big. So it's a little backstory to, I guess, his time period that the movie set yeah. in. Yeah, it seems like a time period very much where it's prominent with people are more so trying, like not a supernatural esque, but it's like it's, the whole seance thing was a was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of this junk, like uh, communicating with the dead or spirits, because a lot of like you're in a time period where, bro, everything was like twenty five cents, ten cents. You know what time period we in? <laughs> Yeah, and it was during wartime, so a lot of people wanted to connect. And after the Depression, mm-hmm. so a lot of people, a lot of people died. A lot of people died. Uh, but people, you know, trying to connect with loved ones um, and things of that nature. But this also gave rise to a lot of con men, especially after the Depression, after, like, Prohibition and everything. Um, people were still conning and chucking stuff. So... Um, Stan, 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 uh, he he essentially becomes a con man using mentalism to get over on the rich and wealthy. It backfires. He meets Kate, well, he meets Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. We'll get into it. Uh, he meets Kate Blanchett. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) And, uh, stuff goes south, pretty much. And, uh, right, everything goes south. Yeah, and we'll talk about <laughs> the ending when we get there. But yeah, but yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Um, he's just a great. And have you heard him talk? No. So he has a. They had. They did a, a director's roundtable. Um, with him and some other people, and um, you should really listen to him talk. Just as like an artist and just as a creative, because it's not like he had it easy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and it's not like, you know, I don't think he came from, like, money or anything. So he basically built everything that that he does. And he puts in work. He's done a lot of things. Some things you probably don't know about. Like, you didn't even know he worked on Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I didn't even know that. So I'm definitely going to have to do a look up on him because I had no fucking idea. <laughs> him um, and Peter Jackson are, like, those two people. They walked into the same room, and then one walked out. Then the other walked in and walked out. You couldn't tell the difference between them. Really? <laughs> no, they kind of look. They got. They're like. They're kind of short. They're kind of uh, chubby, and then they got the beards. And what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's just like Guillermo uh, looks Spanish and Peter Jackson looks. <laughs> I want to definitely see how they look now. Oh my god! Least, <laughs> Hold on. I'm making fun of them, and I respect these men, both. Tremendously, but they look like they play like Diablo Four together. <laughs> I'm just over here. Look, I'm looking at my story. I got the story written down on my board, guys. I'm writing. I'm writing the story right, and I have it written down on board. It's some days, some nights. I'm just looking at it. I'm just like, 
<laughs> well, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> you know, where do I start? I'm All right, dying. great. Going to bed. <laughs> I fucking six hours pass. Cool, great. I got a lot. You done. just spent six hours of staring at the board, and you're like, "Well, time to go to bed." Yep. That sucks. That feeling sucks. Trust me, that feeling sucks. Or like when you try and piece together, and then you scrap everything, and you're like, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna go to sleep." Because <laughs> you get angry. Pretty much. It's it's the worst feeling in the world. But being able to go to sleep is even worse. But still, at least you got to go to sleep. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> Two o'clock is my new bedtime. <clears throat> Okay, you guys, I gotta tell you about, I definitely have to tell you about, when I first saw Bradley Cooper hit the screen, (laughs) Mastermind's face, when I saw Bradley Cooper hit the screen and then blue eyes, Jesus, his eyes are so gorgeous, (laughs) so, so gorgeous, I just got drawn in, I was like, I need to see the rest of this movie now. I mean, usually I would agree with you. Right? Usually I would agree with you in a respectful way, okay? Alright, in a respectful way, in a respectful manner, okay? But this whole movie, he looked like a dick. Even from the beginning, At I was the like, beginning, even, from the, even from the beginning, I was like, this guy's shady. This guy's shady. He's got, he's got something else going on. He's got something else. And I was right. I was right. Okay, so. We will go to okay. First, we're going to talk about ratings. I like to talk about ratings, but the cast that they had was. Let's call talk about cast first. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. So Willem so, Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. That's the it. Goat. I'm just playing. The goat. <laughs> I'm like that's it. <laughs> Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I pause you for a sec? Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this. You know how we did Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this. William Dafoe knew the assignment when they asked him to come back as Green Goblin. Like, he knew. Because I feel like I feel like he amped up Green Goblin to be Spider-Man's physical equal, which wasn't, has never been done, because he was beating the shit. He was beating the (laughs) fuck out of old dude. I was like, damn. <laughs> like, but when he went through the floor with that nigga, that was when it hit. But oh, when he suplexed him, yes, when Batista he did that Bob? shit, like literally, nigga was wrapped around his head. He just went, Bink. I was like, why? God <laughs> damn! That made the movie it, so it, much better for me. That one moment, bruh, that's all I remember. Him, him slamming Spider Man through the fucking floor. It was that, and then when Spider Man was just going bing, 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 bing on old boy, I was like. But like that, 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 that apartment scene before Aunt May, Aunt May, Aunt May, <laughs> yeah. that apartment scene before she died, that was just everything for me. Cause bruh, Spider-Man got that ass. What? <laughs> like literally he rocked his shit. And I was like, good God almighty. Willem <laughs> Dafoe. But yes, Sorry, this movie, <laughs> this movie has Willem Dafoe. And we also have Bradley Cooper, and then we have Kate Blanchett. Oh, yeah. So, and Rooney Mara, too. I didn't know her name. She is gorgeous, though. And Tony Collette. Is it the one you just named, Rooney? She's the girl who was married to Bradley Cooper, right? Yeah. 
Okay, she is gorgeous, you guys. I did not mm-hmm. know her name, but she is gorgeous. She is. She is. Um, going into this movie, I want to hear how you felt about the movie first before I talk about, and I want to know your rating first. Um, like what I would give it. Yeah, like I want to hear your rating first, and then go into why. Oh, that flick. Seriously. No. Cinema. Okay, I need to elaborate, my nigga. Oh, yeah. Elaborate. Remember, flick doesn't really mean it's a bad thing. None of these ratings mean that they're bad. I know, but that just threw me. Um, I would say... I, no, I'm going to say flick. And here's why I say flick, okay? Mm-hmm. Nightmare Alley. So, um, I don't think it's like the... <laughs> I might butcher this fucking word. Epithesis? Yeah. <laughs> It's something like that, of what <laughs> Guillermo del Toro has done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I felt like this movie for him. I think it was easy for him, and he was just having fun doing it. Because mm-hmm. the story, the story to me is like, like when you write it on paper, the story to me fits a movie that was in the nineteen forties, right? Mm-hmm. And he changed a little certain part of it, which we talk about. But yeah, the story to me fit fits the nineteen forties. He took it and I think he just had fun with it and see how far he could push it without having to add like supernatural elements to it. Mm-hmm. And um so I think it's it's just a movie that he had fun with. He explored some things in there. It wasn't too deep. Not for me. It wasn't too deep for me. And I think it's one of those movies that I think it's one of those movies that you can just like have a date night or or go see it anywhere. I know, I know, it's like I know, it's like yeah, I'm gonna stick. No, I'm sticking to my guns. Don't you make that face to me, okay? (laughs) Don't you make that face to me? But no, it's like it's one of those movies that you go see in like a um, an open theater. Outdoor theater. Okay, yeah, rooftop I can definitely theater. see that. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's kind of homey. Um, it's one of those things that you. It's it's one of those movies that you probably have on DVD when you're older. Like, damn, this is a good movie. And you pop it in. You know, <laughs> is it, yeah, I can definitely it, see when that. When we're 80 years old, this is probably being like our. Uh, I don't know what it'd be called. Our DVD, our DVD collection, or something like that. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. Welcome to the new be a hologram. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It'll be downloaded to our brains or something. Exactly. We're going to have glasses that automatic, or this chip like in the side of our head. It's going to turn into Black Mirror. That's yeah. it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, that's why I say like flick. It's not a movie because it's not necessarily trying to entertain me the whole, like, well, the movie's entertaining, don't get me wrong, but it's not like overly trying to make sure that I'm entertained the whole time. It doesn't care about me at all. It wants to tell the story that it wants to tell. What was your favorite part in the movie? Now that's the question. Uh, ooh, that's a good one. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. It really My is. favorite part. Oh, I got a favorite part. <laughs> what Kate, Kate Blanchett said. Am I powerful enough for you now, Stan? After she shot his ear off. 
Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the one. That's what it was. Uh, am she I said, powerful? "Am I powerful enough?" It's the way she said it, though. Damn, she's a good actor. She's like, "Am I powerful enough for you, Stan?" Yeah. And then she walked off <laughs> and called the motherfucker. <laughs> and Joe was about to go to jail. Yeah. Like. What got me though? Okay, the reason why I said okay, first of all, I, I need to tell how what what my uh, rating was on the movie. Fuck, I completely forgot. We got into the deep dive that quick. Fuck. Okay, so pretty much how I felt was I definitely give it cinema because the way that they alluded, the way that they alluded very much throughout the whole movie of what it was going to be about. Like I could tell as soon as that funhouse came in, like this is going to be his downfall. And you could see all of the little signs at the back of it and it was like greed, lust and it had the seven deadly sins. You could definitely tell what was going to be his downfall. And as the story progressed, he got closer to the man. And once he got closer to the man who uh was working with Z- Z- Zima? Zima? Zena. Was that? Huh? Zena. Zena. As he got closer to the man that was working with her, as the story went on, I could just tell this man is going to be the 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 voice of reason for him and he's not going to listen. Like literally this man is going to be the person that's supposed to be his saving grace cuz he knows he knows what it led him down, so he's going to try and keep him from doing it and he's not going to listen. Like I literally saw it. And then when he died, I was like, it's over with. Like, literally, when I saw that man die, I was like, everything's about to go downhill from here. <laughs> Straight downhill. And you could just tell. The reason why I said there were multiple ways that it could have ended was because by that I meant it could have ended good <clears throat> where he actually, they got away scot-free. Like, old dude was like, it's my dead. It's my dead. Um, it's my dead. Uh, it was not his wife. I don't know if you caught that. Say that again. I don't. So the man that he was trying. In, okay. The way that I took it. The man that he was trying to help. I don't think. I don't think that he was supposed to have a child with her to begin with. He killed her because she was having the child. Because he said I've hurt multiple females. So when I when I saw that, I got the feeling that I don't think what the relationship he was having with her was an actual good one. I don't no, think. No, 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 yeah, no, you're right. And that was when it hit me. I was like, he, and that's why he said um she was a um she got a commoner's burial, and it was because she was not married to her. He was not supposed to be in a relationship with her, and she was not supposed to end up pregnant. So mm-hmm. pretty much it was his fault, but I think he had pretty much, he had done it to other females. It seemed kind of also like maybe she, I don't know. It was very weird getting, trying to get the story behind that man. They never like, really, they didn't go into the specifics of it. They only really went into the specifics of this was, there was a man who was not a good guy at all. At all. And we're talking about, um. I think it's Richard Probably. Jenkins. Don't ask me. I don't know names like that. Too. Yeah, it's Richard Jenkins. Yeah. So Okay. He was just like a bad guy. He but, was a horrible man. Yeah, so it's kind of weird. So the story's kind of weird. 
And it's weird because <clears throat> it's not clear on who the bad guy is. That was one thing that it very much I the, it's I think the only the 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 good person, the only good person I could find was his wife cuz morally mm-hmm. she was the only one that knew what she was doing was wrong. Morally yeah. she knew and she said I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And also the man who the man the other person that I can say is actually the protect or the good person would be the man who he killed. I know that that was an accident as as a matter of fact. It was an accident. The reason why I know it was an accident is because he accidentally picked up the bottle. I don't think he remembered which case had which thing cuz one of them was like a formaldehyde concoction to sit here and preserve the things that they had and the other one was the sugar cane i think it was an accident that the he actually killed them yeah the sugar cane alcohol and then the other one was like a formaldehyde uh concoction oh, no, it was wood alcohol oh wood alcohol it's pretty much like not formaldehyde but they used it they were using it to sit here and like preserve the little body things mm-hmm. yeah so like i think he made an accident and picked it up i don't think it was intentional what did you think so that's what's that's what that's why I say it's like who's the bad guy? Um well I know who's the bad guy, right? Yeah. But uh Brad Stan blurs the lines so much that you really don't know. Because yeah. he ends up becoming more of a bad guy than anybody else. Very much so. Mainly so, after he fucking ran them two men over. Yeah. Or beat the shit out of one. <laughs> And so, did he pick the wrong bottle? Because when that scene where he went to go get the bottles, it ain't like it ain't like he had like he just went in there and he and this is why this is why um, this is why you know directors do their job. It's not like he went in there and grabbed the bottle and just like left. If he did that, then I would say okay, yeah, he probably picked up the wrong bottle. If he did, if the scene where he went and picked up, picked up the he bottle, he did dawdle a bit. Yeah, so because he wanted that book, because that was his ticket out, right? Yeah, so, that is true. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I really don't know. Stan's the kind of guy that would put you in, would try and okay. If there was, I'm trying to see if it's a good analogy. Okay, if there was a tiger coming. At night, right? Stan's the mm-hmm. kind of guy, and there was two huts. Stan's the kind of guy that would gate off his hut <laughs> and not tell you about it. But he knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't, I don't like, know if that's like an appropriate analogy, but you know what I mean. Yeah, the premise of it I get. It's like technically he's gonna be like, I didn't do anything wrong, and it's like, but you didn't tell, and it's like, well, I mean. He always reserves plausible deniability. Yeah. It's like, at least I can deny it at the end of the day. I didn't know this, or I, it was an accident, or I didn't know that. Yeah. It, at the end of the day, it's like, I didn't mean to. Even mm-hmm. though, like, very much so, if, it, it, it still lingers that if, it could, you could have known. Cause but he, you'll never know. Because he's, essentially, when you do mentalism, you're lying. That's, the, and see, okay, that's what I wanted to get at. The re- so I the, the, as I said I consider it cinema because 
everything was there. Everything led to the buildup of him getting greedy, him sitting here and cheating on his wife with the other woman, which technically, like, like, holy fuck. He cheated on her, so there's the lust, there's the greed. Then added on to that, like, those two put together already a horrible concoction. And mm. he could have stopped. He definitely could have stopped. And he could have turned the man down. He very easily could have said, I don't want the 10000 I can't materialize. My powers go as far as me being able to communicate this much with her. I can't materialize her. I can't do anything past that. Because he, he had ample amount of money to do what he wanted. He had plenty. $10,000 is a fuck ton back then. So, and th- that I minus think it was like the money he he um well he said every session that we have I'll give you ten thousand ten thousand dollars every session. Yeah, I think, but I think like his total that he that she has that uh that little has stole from him was like oh, one hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, Holy they have been fuck. having they've been having a lot of sessions. So literally, that brings me to the point of before like before that he had ample amount of money, and that was before the him saying he can materialize her. So mm-hmm. he could have just left with his wife then and there. Called it quits. Maybe even started up his own fucking practice. Whatever the fuck he wanted to do. But the man told him, he said, you get to a point where you start believing it and that is your downfall. Mm-hmm. Like literally, nigga, you, had, you, you literally had everything in the palm of your hand and you blew it in one single. Which is one single decision that you made that was wrong. And I'm like, you dumbass. But... <laughs> It kind of got me, though, to show you that people and it I feel like it's manipulation because he technically manipulated those people into believing something to trick them out of them their money. And he didn't give a fuck. He really didn't. Like, I felt like it was very narcissistic, manipulative. I felt like you were literally using loved ones and dead loved ones at that just for your own gain. And that was what that that was his downfall. So when the end came and so you guys the moral to the story was in the beginning there was a geek and i don't know if y'all know what geeks are but geeks are people who are normally geeked up on some type of drug that they are now addicted to and they can't live without the beginning of the story you started out with this man that was a beast i put air quotes around that air quotes around it because literally the willem dafoe had gotten him hooked on opium he had spiked it in one of the drinks he drank and then he's just like this and he had explained the trick to the man he explained the trick to him and he knew the trick so literally everything came full circle by the end of the movie and he instead of becoming he was like nah nobody focuses on mentalism because now the times have changed times have changed he can't use this anymore so literally it's faded out and the man's like well there's always this other thing that we have a position for and he ended up as the new geek hooked on opium and he took the drink, and I was like, don't do it, fam. And he took the drink. And I personally feel like he felt like he deserved it, which he did. Yeah. So in the, in the original, um, that happens, but his wife comes and saves him from that torment in the original. Right? And that's why I say, like, this story is made for that time period. Like, it really is. Because... It's not like, it's not like you can, well, if you have morals, <laughs> it's not like you're going to walk away with something that's from this movie with a message that's going to like profoundly change how you operate, right? Yeah. They're, I mean, they're basic lessons. We're just seeing 
this guy go through them. You know, don't lie. Okay, it's a like it's a basic lesson. Yeah, it's a basic lesson. You should already know. It's <clears> like, <throat> hey, they just put it in a light that mm-hmm. what the consequences are more so in your face in this movie. And I don't know if they wrote this movie with that ending, with that, with the intention of okay, well, we have to change it for modern audiences. You know, so it impacts them a little bit more. Because if she came and she saved him, like in the original. That wouldn't it, have taught anybody anything. Yeah, especially not today. You know what I mean? And it, no, it worked back then. Life. It worked back then because if you had an ending, like if you did an A24 movie back then and you had an ending like that, they would have, no, they would have chased you down with stakes. And, the way that it ended now, it puts that sort of terror in your mind to sit here and think before you act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, in this ending... This ending sat here and gave them that fast that facet of there was no one to save him at this point. He had done everybody so wrong. There was nobody and no one wanted to come and save him. Cause bruh, if she had came and saved him, I would have told I bruh for the rest of my life I would have been like, Man, she a she's she, she, bruh. She you a bitch. You a little bitch. You you a wow. step on the bottom of my shoe. Wow. <laughs> I wouldn't have saved that man if my life depended on it. Wouldn't have. I guess. Not at all. Nah. Because he, like, I'm sorry. He got his just desserts. He got his just desserts. That's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. You said what? That's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. What? Just desserts. For real? Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to serve it to him on a platter. (laughs) Because motherfucker got what he deserved. And, like, literally, a part of me was like, I know how the geek felt. Like, the first geek. That he literally bludgeoned and then they just threw. And now, mind you, he was very sweet to the man because he was like, let's put him at least underneath the tarp so that he doesn't get rained on. He's already got an infection. Man probably died, let's be honest here. But he helped him. But at the end of the day, no, he didn't deserve help. He did not. So, again, I'm kind of... I guess we saw it two different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm seeing Stan when he when he helped the geek. It wasn't necessarily because he wanted to help the geek. It's because he wanted to. He was his curiosity wanted to see like how can a man get there, and that's been his like driving thing throughout the whole movie. It's like that curiosity of. What can I like? What can I do? Yeah, what can I do? Like, what's my potential to do? And I think that's what leads that arrogance is what leads. It's like, but it's funny though, because at least now he gets to really feel how the geek felt. Like, he really gets to understand yeah. how he made it there. And now that kind of makes me feel bad because I felt okay with him helping the geek. But what if the geek had done something like that to get himself put as the geek? Just like he had done. Well, that's that's the reason behind the title. So Nightmare, Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley is basically, it's a it's kind of like a it's kind of like a term. Bruh. <laughs> well, you you just thought about it. You just you just, you just it, it hit me. Yeah, it hit me, and it was like <laughs> it's like a road that people go down that path, and uh-huh. it's a nightmare because at the end of the day, you end up y'all are still good. It's, huh, okay. Yeah. It's like that. It's like a. um, It's basically, it's a it's a it's a phrase 
term used to describe the place where people end up. And again, you got to think like it's after the Great Depression. You know, opium is a, a thing. It was a very big thing. People were just taking opium. They were thinking it's just like, it was like, I think it was a household drug. It was just like, just like you take Advil, people were taking opium. Yeah, like it wasn't motherfucking nothing. Yeah, so. Um, and alcohol, like, I, I, what compelled these people to think that alcohol and drugs was a good combination? I mean, wait, people do it now, but fuck, man, at least we're, <laughs> we like see the outcome and we're like, let me not do that. Well, addiction is a. It's one of those things that was real prevalent throughout the whole movie, if you notice. He's Very much. A goddamn cigarette. And then he said, I never drink. That was my funny part. Yeah. My funny part. He was like, I never drink. And she got him. She, she like, literally, she was, I feel like that was her first, she, that was her milestone. I feel like she said it as a milestone for herself to get him to start drinking. Because mm-hmm. then that let her know, I'm safe from here. Like, if I can get him to pick up alcohol and drink that, I'm safe from here. I can do whatever I want. He's going to go to ra- down the rabbit hole that I want him to go down. And as a matter of fact, he did. Like, as soon as I saw him take that first sip of dr- alcohol, I said, bam, she got him. Which that is was a, it. Which is a manipulation technique in itself. Because, so, if you can, so, if you could, um, if you can, if somebody says, okay, let's say you have a friend, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say they, they like kind of, let's say they're depressed or what whatnot, and they say, okay, well I can't do this, I can't do this. Say you have like you're in theater. Let's say you have an actor friend that says, oh I can't play that part, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can't, like I'll never get the lead role, right? Mm-hmm. If you either through their psychology or through your own means manipulate them to getting that role. And they, and, but you have a, if you have a tie, if they know that you have a tie to that, to that process, then you can get them to do whatever you want after that. I got you. So that's like a manipulation technique in it. So I know it's dirty, ain't it? That's so <laughs> fucked up. So you got, <laughs> that's why, that's why, you know, when, um, Anybody Bruh. really? <laughs> I, I, the only person that I can say I liked in this story was motherfucking like his wife. That's it. <laughs> yeah, because she didn't she didn't manipulate him at all. She didn't manipulate anybody. Everybody, even that's why it's set in the carnival because the carnival is just a place for manipulation. If that's that's all it. It's all, all fake. It it's all fake to get money. Literally, mm-hmm. like the they advertise falsities literally it's like 700 pound man and it's probably like 250 but they play off of differentiality or a woman having a beard hey Wait. some people just have like different things it's always fake and the reason i know it's fake is because they did the same thing and i told you about the greatest showman right like literally when he first when the movie when the movie first starts they he buys this it's called the seven wonders of blah 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 and literally all they have is like stuffed giraffes and shit like literally it's just stuff you don't normally see but it's like stuffed or like dinosaur bones shit like that well as the story goes on he meets these different people and he starts to literally exaggerate it's exaggeration and falsities because 
people like the strange, people like the different, people like the weird. So what they do is they literally circuses were just full of people that they were regular people. One man just happened to be six foot one when most people they you regularly see are probably like eh, good five, seven, five, eight. This motherfucker is probably like six foot three, six foot four. Oh, we're going to make you seven feet because you're just that tall. And then they put stilts on him to make him adjust a tad bit taller or something along the lines of that, because it's a show. And people are like people. That's that's what got them their money back then. So literally, a circus is nothing but false. Back then, a circus was nothing but falsities either way. So literally, it's manipulation. As soon as somebody comes in the door, yeah, on that end and on the carnies end too, because they have to buy into it. Yet so. you and see that's the sad part because you really have to trick yourself into believing what it's one of those instances where it's like, can you beat a polygraph? And it's like you have to literally teach yourself so so like teach yourself a lie so much to where it's no longer a lie it's a mm-hmm. lie to someone else but literally you you believe that shit mm-hmm. and yeah, um, that's fucked up. in order to manipulate somebody to doing that all you gotta do is give them a treat it's literally like it's literally like training a dog the only difference is person has to buy into the belief because this is what cult leaders do right yep the person has to buy into the belief as a human being, a dog doesn't have to buy into the belief because a dog has no belief because it's an animal, right? Mm-hmm. But a person has to buy into the belief. Once they buy into belief, now you give them a treat. Once you give them a treat. And then you keep doing that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so yeah, the carnies themselves, that's why they, and this is probably the title of the episode, but don't do the spook show. <laughs> and literally. <laughs> Don't do spook. And literally, he was sitting in the chair next to Zena, and like she didn't even say it. That told you guilt was eating away at him, and he shouldn't have been doing what he was doing, and he should have stopped there. Cause literally, he heard "Don't do spook shows," and then Zena said he was like, "Huh, huh?" And she's like, "Don't do spook shows." And then what? Okay, the reason why I love tarot is because when he pulled that last tarot card, the hanged man. From what I know. I think it's no matter which way you put it, upside down or right side up, it's still bad. Mm-hmm. And he kept he um he got it upside down and she said, This is like this is your last one, this is what your future is to come. And he said, Well maybe if I flip it back right side up, I can change that. No. I don't think you can ever go a hangman either way in a pop no, it can never be good for your future. Cause she said this is going to be for your what happens from here on out that is what your hangman that's what his hangman was supposed to represent now you guys i don't know how to read fucking tarot's we about to learn but that's what i picked up from when i sat here and saw that because i'm sitting here like this isn't gonna end he gotta hang this is not gonna end up any type of way good for him but even the tarot he has to again so in the in the course of the movie it's different of course right because mm-hmm. there's no supernatural elements in the in the movie at all. Not at all. Even with the tarot. The thing is, he bought into the belief. Mm-hmm. And you can subconsciously buy into belief as you can consciously. Right? Mm-hmm. So he, he subconsciously bought into the belief of the hangman. But his conscience was like, no, fuck it. Turn it upside down. Right? So <laughs> yeah. his conscious mind is like, well, that ain't my fate. So I don't have to worry about these things. Ends up that way anyways. 
when literally he just wrote he literally just wrote his own story he could have just thought like literally after seeing that he could have it like he could have sat here and said okay something doesn't feel right because if he had actually truly bought into the tarot's then had he actually truly bought into the tarot's it may have actually saved him like he may have been like okay either way it goes like let me just stop this or actually just listening to his fucking wife like damn just if anything why would he want to put her in dire straits because let's say something bad had have happened i highly expected don't judge me this is also how i thought the movie was going to end his wife goes up to the man the other man's already gone the man has a breakdown and all of a sudden he notices it's not his wife bam shoots her dead in the head and I thought it was just going to end that way. And then he was going to end up killing the man. And then blase blase happens. And his wife's now dead because of him. Mm-hmm. So I literally thought the man might have ended up killing her also. So I was amazed she got away. But also what got me was, bro, he, because of him, that lady shot her husband in the head and then blew her brains out. Again, belief is a powerful thing. Like... And see, that's why the lady said, don't do spook shows. And I'm wondering now, I'm very much wondering now if you're, so the man that he killed by giving that, that alcohol to the wood Mm -hmm. alcohol. Yeah. Him. I'm wondering if maybe that had also happened to him. He had ended up giving some spook show and the people were like, well, maybe I get to be with him since he's here. Killed each other, killed themselves, something like that. And he realized this was not the way to go. Which is why he probably sits there and drinks so much out fucking alcohol as he fucking does. Because he's literally ruined the lives of two other people. because, Or however many fucking kill themselves because of his little spook shows. And wanting to sit here and play with people's hearts and emotions and dead loved ones. I can, I can, get, I can get on board with that take. I mean, I thought, I thought it was because he knew his wife, girlfriend, accomplice partner didn't love him like that anymore and he knew she was going after other men and actually i don't even think it was that i think he was actually content with that i think he just wasn't content with what he had done because the way he grabbed that man's hand and the way he grabbed stan's hand and was like Mm -hmm. don't do it he like literally it it had a whole different feel of the reason and the way he left he was like have a good day, mon chéri, blah, blah, blah. Like, when he left, I think he really did love her, and she loved him. They maybe had different types of love, but they understood each other's love. Because when she figured out he had died, bitch hit the fan. Like, she she was off her rocker. But I definitely feel like he had hurt somebody else with his little... and And that's probably why she was like, I won't do it either anymore. Which is why she was like, don't do spook shows. She she knew something just like he knew. And it probably led them to where they were right then. That was why, like, if they had that trick up their sleeve the whole time, they could have been doing that and actually making money. But notice, she didn't hop back on board until the circus came through. Nine times out of ten, they had gotten to where they were doing spook shows. People got killed or killed themselves. And then it just went downhill for them. And they were like, we're not doing this anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. More of the story. Well, I want to talk about one thing, and then we'll wrap it up. But so you know, we talking about like Stan being the bad guy. Mhm. When I 
it happened at the end, but I figured it out kind of at the beginning of the story. I knew he was a murderer. <laughs> Not because he burned the body and put it into he was just walking away from a burning house. Um, red flag there. Uh, but <laughs> other obvious red flag, flag is when he started, uh, when the geek attacked him at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he started beating him. Mm-hmm. And the way that he was hitting the man. Mm-hmm. I kind of knew he was a murderer. Bruh, he wasn't holding back no punches. Because, like, at the end, when he was bludgeoning that man, mm-hmm. I was like, fucking, like, man's face no longer existed. His nose was, like, beaten into his head, his skull. Like. And then we find out that he actually was a murderer because even though he hated, even though his father was probably a terrible person, the way he killed his father. <gasps> that was brutal. That that was brutal, and that was another reason I didn't feel bad. Like <laughs> that, but see, the his anger towards his father got me because, from what I understood, was he angry at his father because his father was just a drunkard and didn't make <clears throat> money, so his mother left and in turn left with because she left with a preacher, correct? But yeah. So was he angry at his father because his mother had left, but he was just an alcoholic who just couldn't hold down money because he was an alcoholic? I mean, yeah, I mean, hard times. Yeah, so, like, but still, that's a horrible way to sit here and kill someone. Like, and he sat there and watched. Like, it's a whole different story if you did it and left the room, but you could literally see the satisfaction of seeing that man in pain and gasp his last breath, and then he just set him on fire. Like, he deserved to be geeked out and... (laughs) fucking turned it because that's a beast right that's not a human anymore to sit there and do that to another human being like the least you could have did was gave him a quick death like the least you could have did that would have been more even if like if you're gonna kill somebody give them a quick death don't sit there and watch them suffer and freeze to death and get satisfaction in that because if your dad really hated you wouldn't he have just done that to you and let you fucking suffer and watched you die so why did why would he deserve something like that? Hey, look, <laughs> hard times. He said hard times. Yeah, that nigga deserved to be geeked out in a fucking cage. <laughs> That's just how I felt. I um, had no sympathy for that nigga. Um. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, we can keep going and talking about the movie, but. It was a it was a beautiful movie. I don't think there's I don't think, yeah it was very beautiful very beautifully shot very very beautiful. And you talking about uh, Kate Blanchett's lipstick? Her lipstick was fine. Oh what my. were you looking at? Talking about her no. lips aren't that big? Yes, they are. <laughs> I'm gonna need to see her just without makeup then, because that red looked like it was literally like outside of her lip line, no. and I was like, this is killing me. No, or maybe it's it because wasn't. I don't put lipstick on out, like out outside of my lip line. I don't fucking know. It was probably actually it was probably the lighting. Oh, okay. Cause they lit her. I don't know. I had to watch it again to really find out. It seems like they lit her from up top. It really did, to be honest. It really gave her that eerie look. Guys, Nightmare Alley. Go watch it. It's on HBO Max. Or go into the theaters and see it if it's still playing. Please go see it in theaters um, before you watch it on TV. Uh, Yeah, just overall great movie. Go watch it.
Thanks, drones, for tuning in to the Midnight Special Podcast. The, 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 the. Thanks again, drones, for tuning in to the Midnight Special Podcast. It's been really fun. This movie, I definitely can say I loved a lot, 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 obviously. And Mastermind knows I did. But I've been staring at his camera zoom in and out of focus for the past maybe like two that. fucking hours. And I'm dying because I wanted to record it and just use it as a part of the promo of what I actually see. <laughs> but I couldn't figure out how to record on Discord. Fuck me. But you guys have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. And we hope to see you again. Have a good night. Good night, everybody.